What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's just one guy with six guns. Didn't get that one, did you? That's not the one that we went with. <laughs> no. What we uh, let's do all. Yeah, we'll let you. We'll let you know after. I'm Joe, along with two other mobsters, to talk to you about the movie Boondock Saints. We've got Corey. The podcast is like 7-Eleven. We're not always doing business, but we're always open. And sequel. The podcast that was serial crushed by a huge friggin' guy. I kind of really wanted you to say it in that accent. Serial crushed by a huge friggin' guy. A huge friggin' guy. (laughs) (laughs) My honorable mention is uh, the podcast that knows people in glass houses sink ships. And mine was the podcast that makes me feel like river dancing. The other one I had was the podcast that's an expert in namiology. Nice. Okay, good choice. Do you have another one? The podcast that's strangely comfortable with it. I love that line. That was a gif in the other chat. Yep. Was it? Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice. It's my favorite gif, actually. Every time somebody says something, I, like, like, I'm strangely comfortable with it. I use that gift. Gif. The gif is a gift to all. It It really is. is. I'm glad we all pronounce it the same way. We don't have time to get into this. The internet's very up Uh, in arms about it. Yep. It's very divided. Well, we're right, and everybody else doesn't think so was wrong. If you're listening to this podcast, we're right. (laughs) Thanks. Gif. Thanks for graphic. Gah. We're getting into it. We sure are. Let's not. Let's let's put this. Let's halt this train. And before we do Boondock Saints coverage, we have been watching other things. Oh, by the way, listener request movie number seven. Woo! This is the final Mitch movie. The final Mitch. The final Mitch. (laughs) Son of a Mitch. (laughs) Oh, that'd be a good name for a solo podcast, right? I hope his dad's name is Mitch. That would work perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a line from uh, one of my favorite movies. In like Flynn? No. Elizabeth Town. Oh, okay. Orlando Bloom's uh, character's dad's name was Mitch. The reason he's going back is to grab his dead dad. His name was Mitch. Huh. So, cool. So, Kirsten Dunst is like, ah, son of a Mitch. And I was like, I love that line. Every time I hear it, I'm like, that's a good line. I bet you think of it every time you see Mitch. Kind of, yeah. Hey, Siegel, what did you watch? I watched one movie. Corey, we can tag team this because I know you saw it also. I'm going to take a nap for about five minutes. It Chapter 2. And? I think you're a lot higher on it than I am. Okay, fair. I did not care for it. So, I think it was longer than it should have been. Way too long. It was so fucking long. Way too long. Um, I think that there were three or four moments in it where I'm like, you don't need this. And this would certainly make the runtime better. I don't think it was particularly scary. Not scary at all. Horror movie perspective, <laughs> like if you're trying to go in and be scared, the first one was way more effective. Isn't it like three hours long? It's like three hours long. Two hours, 50 minutes. It, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and round that bad boy up to three. Yeah. But from a storytelling standpoint, the I, I, I don't know. I'm always a big fan of movies that kind of hit on the idea of family not always being blood relatives. Sure. And in that respect, I think that they succeeded with flying colors. You would love Peanut Butter Falcon, by the way. You absolutely would. Okay, it chapter one succeeds because the ch- children are fantastic. They are so good. The adult counterparts. Counterparts. I'm so out. I do not care. I don't care at all. Uh, I care. The only one I I super care about is Richie Tozer. Yeah. Okay. I really care about that storyline. I like the fact that they bring up. Something that was subtextual in the book, and they bring it right to the for- forefront. They slap you in the face where they're like, 
this is it. This is what this is what it is. Yeah, but I think they chickened out. I don't want to spoil it, but he never reveals his secret. No, but he car- but when you get to the bridge and he's recarving the letters. Yes. That's all that I think that's He's coming to terms with it. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to reveal it. You wanted to, you wanted yeah. to say it. Let's go full out. Let's yeah. go. I wonder if if in an off-screen moment he did because when he's when they when they jump back into the lake after yes. it, after it's all done and they see him like the, just that embrace to me says that they all know but then again they may all have known anyways but i was really surprised when they get to his flashback moment i got a little like confused by cuz i was like man that's a huge assumption to take yeah it's like hey I don't have any friends. We're playing video games together. Cool. Eddie Bauer starts being a douchebag, and then mm-hmm. he runs away. I'm like, man, don't you have thicker skin than that? And then it turns out, like, I was just like, okay. It comes out of left field a little bit. The tokens, I'm totally not a fan of, especially Bills. Bills is the SS Georgie, right? Yeah, Pennywise gives Bill his own token. Like, yeah, okay, pretty that's dumb. dumb. <laughs> pretty dumb. But I think my thing is there are some of the tokens. I like the 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 general concept of the token. I hate that some people's tokens are like real, actual, original tokens. Yeah. So like the letter, Bev's letter. Right. The SS Georgie apparently. Yeah. Because that thing managed to survive in the sewer for the yearbook years. page. That's the fun. yearbook page is fine. But like Richie just. Puts a dollar in the machine and some random. It's not it's a, the I know. token. It's a random. Yeah. So like, yeah. It, Unless it's like a belief factor, like. And then so it could have been anything. Yeah, and then the same thing with the the inhaler. Yes, and I also feel the effects were very like early '90s Tim Burtony. Yeah. And I don't don't care for that at all. Yeah, like uh, the the scene, the extended cut scene that they put in the preview with um when bev goes back to yeah the, the old lady yeah and we finally actually get to see that monster it literally looks like oh it's terrible and the um it's, it's pretty yeah it's pretty awful the sick guy in the drugstore too that like vomited and tongue was hanging out and all that it was just the leper it's the exact same leper they used in the first movie yes and again it works because a kid seeing that you kind of put yourself in his shoes and you feel it if the first one was i gave like a five five and a half this one I'm in the three range. Okay, I'm not. I, I'm still higher. I, I think I, I, I'm with the same. I'm with you for sure on the first one. Definitely five, five and a half. I'll. I'm. I'm a strong four on this. Not because of the horror factor. Just I, I liked a lot of the stuff around that more than I liked it in the original adult section. They're gonna release a super cut, not in theaters. One and two together with a couple of extra scenes. I'll buy it. I, I I don't see. I own chapter one. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go I think for I, two. I think I got your digital copy of. Probably. Yeah. That sounds right. I'm pretty sure I got your digital copy yeah. of it. Oh, what a good nap that was! <laughs> I made it. I was joking about the five minute thing, but it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots to go into a three hour movie. Clearly. That's it for me. Corey, what do you watch? I am um, barely going to speak anymore myself. The only thing. Um, that's worth talking about that I haven't talked about a lot recently. Uh, I rewatched um, Return of the King. Both The Two Towers and Return of the King popped up on Netflix. And a while ago, when they put um, The Fellowship of the Ring up, I got really mad when I got done Fellowship of the Ring and couldn't immediately go into Two Towers. 
So because you of, had that kind of time. No, it was just one of those things where I like I watched things over like periods of days. Like the two, the Return of the King took me two trips home from school. That's a long freaking movie. Literally, Which cut did you watch? Whatever one they put up on Netflix. And Probably I the theatrical. The ex- okay, good. I mean, you. it was three hours and five minutes. Okay, so, so you're, you're pushing four with the yeah whatever cut the, the super producers cut. cut what I don't. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's still fun. It's still fun. It's still really good. I understand why everybody rented and raved about the graphics, like the uh, special effects. I should say. I need to see that one in full. I never have. There's the funny thing is like they do such a great job with the special effects for like ninety nine percent of the movie, and then at one point, uh, one of I can't remember her name because I can can't remember most of their names. The, Tyler. the no, not Liv Tyler. Taking a stab. It's the the woman who's like the heir of Gondor. No, the heir of Rohan. Like that guy's daughter, and he's oh, like the, the you... woman that fights and travels with them. Yes, exactly. Okay, got it. And Smets would know. She like, Dad's like, no, you can't come with us. You need to stay behind and be the heir of Rohan. And she decides not to, and she like grabs Mary. Is Mary the one that's there? It's one of the two, Mary or Timber Pippin. Timber Pippin, yeah. Um, and like scoops him up, pops him on the horse, and is like, "You ride with me." And they like ride into battle. Every time they pan out and you watch her like riding on the horse, it is so clearly green screened. I'm like, "How did you manage to do all of the things that you did in this and fuck this up?" Like I just can't fathom. It's oversight. It's a it's... Starbucks cup on it. Table yep. for Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's it. Somebody missed it. That movie has a record for most Oscars won at the Academy Awards. It sure does. And it's never brought up in the conversation of like top ten greatest movies. Didn't it win like eleven Oscars? Yep, something like that. And most of them were. It was nominated for thirteen, won eleven. Yeah. Well, if you won eleven, they're all most of them are going to be technical. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing. I think that when you look at like top ten movies, you're always looking at best picture. But I mean, it did win best picture though, right? Yes, it did. Um, but you're still looking at like performances and this and the other thing not like screen direction and score but the score was pretty incredible in that movie admittedly i think the fact that how long it is i've never seen the whole thing but i think how long it is hurts it in being the discussion then again it's godfather's in there and godfather's really long it does legitimately never mind i withdraw anything i just said but see the thing is the it, it the greatest movie sin ever committed is done in that movie where they end the wow. movie three times over the course of like forty minutes, end the movie once. Give me one ending. Like the like, it fades to black and then it comes back in and then something else happens and then it fades to black and then something else. I fucking it's, hate it's, that. It's a choice. I mean, I don't know if it's the greatest movie sin. I think it's it worked out well for him. I, clearly, they went eleven for eleven. <laughs> eleven for thirteen. Eleven for eleven. Just look it up. Eleven oh, really? for eleven. Yeah. Jesus. The perfect Oscars. <laughs> Unheard of. Bat a thousand at the Oscars. No, like had to be a rough year. I don't think it was. everyone else was probably bummed out. No, what I'm saying is probably was like a week for some. Oh, for yeah, something yeah. to do for something that to sweep well. that hard. Yeah. yeah. What you nothing, nothing against the movie. Um, no, I just for me, I don't think you need to fade to black and give me the feel of an ending. You could just continue. That's most of the criticism. Yeah, like that's like. And it's already it's already long leading up to that moment, and I think that's what throws me off. The other nominees for Best Picture that year was Lost in Translation, Master and Commander, Mystic River, and Sea Biscuit. 
Mystic River is good. I don't really plan on seeing any of those movies outside of Return of the King. And Return of the King did not win any of the acting categories. That doesn't surprise me at all. And There's no standout performances in those movies. Best Adapted Screenplay, I guess, would be the uh, the next biggest award besides Best Director for Peter Jackson. So wait, did they not even get nominated for? I don't believe so. I mean, Viggo Mortensen. He said, he, won, he said they won 11 for 11, so. So they yeah, must not they they didn't get nominated yeah, for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't think of, I mean. Viggo does okay. Viggo does okay. Well, it's I such a see... huge ensemble cast yeah. that someone would have to be so much like head and shoulders above everybody else to get nominated for best actor. I think you could I think you could make an argument for Sean Austin as best supporting though. His he he mm. his Samwise is incredible. In that in that movie his Samwise is incredible. I mean, I can't speak to it in that movie, but the two that I've seen he's fine. He's it's there there are a couple of things that happen in in Return of the King that I'm like, "Jesus Christ, he's laying it all on the table." Well, the winner that year was Tim Robinson Mystic River. Yep. He beat out Benicio del Toro and Twenty One Grams. Um, Never even heard of that one. By the way, Tim Robbins deserved that Oscar. Mr. Rivers is a great movie, and he's like my favorite part of it. Ken Watanabe in The Last Samurai. Okay. And Demon Hansu in In America. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I never heard of it in America. So. Me <laughs> But we're again running long on a movie that's years and years old. But Joe, that is all I've been watching. What about you? Oh my God, it's up to me. So guys. I have a hole in my heart, Uh-oh. because for the first time in like three weeks, I haven't watched any Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> it, it feels so weird. Did you, did you listen? I did not listen, no. I've been very busy. I downloaded, of course. He watched all of the Fast and Furious movies leading up to I watched the watching first four Fast Five. For Fast Five. Oh my god, can you rank them real quick? Uh, not including five, just the first four. Sure. I think it's three, two, one, four. <laughs> Whoa, 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 are you going, are you going best to worst or worst to best? Best to worst. You have three Four is as the worst one. You have three as the like, one? I think I like three the most. Oh, I think I enjoyed three the most. That is a hot take. One is the best. One, one, one is the best. Uh, one one tries the, too hard. That's the hottest And fails takes. still. Wow. What is the round to better score at three? How are we They're sure? all low. 36. 38? I was actually, I, I, I was feeling 38. I went 36 anyways. Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Fuck. Is it because Mike Winchell's in it? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. He's, he's like the worst thing about that movie. Luke, Lucas Black. <laughs> Has he been in anything since? Probably. Probably. Probably I'm sure he's worked in something. Not as a lead. He's, he was in <laughs> Furious 7. He, re, he redeems his role. Not redeems. He, uh, he comes back? He comes back. Yeah. Oh. That, that movie is the seventh in continuity. Okay. So 5, 6, and 7... Four, five, six, and seven happened before Tokyo Drift. Yeah, right. Because Hans and Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's crazy. Yep. This, this it blew my mind to learn that. Anyway, we're talking about something I didn't even watch this week, so let's move on. <laughs> Fast uh, universes. So I got three movies. I watched Now You Don't. Yes. Also known as Now You See Me Too, the inferior title that they really used. I've only seen I... one scene of that movie. It's fun. It's not that good of a movie. It's, it's it's certainly not nearly as good as the first one. They didn't really need to make this one. They just, I guess, decided to. I'm sort of shocked that they did. Like, I didn't think it was that well received and made enough money to like, oh, we got to make another one of this. Like, it's cool seeing yeah. them doing the magic tricks and like the weird magician fighting that they introduce in mm-hmm. this one, where they're just 
using illusions to fight people, which is really interesting. The the cart the um the ace of spades trade off in of the spades. in like when that is the longest scene it's in also recent the, memory. <laughs> the dumb, it's, it's one of the dumbest things ever. Like you know what you want to like bend physics a bunch. I'll 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 allow it, but like. They're doing things that physically aren't possible with a playing card. Like it's like they really do that, magic. Like is that, it's is that, actual has magic. Yeah. In it. Is that the metal detector scene? Yeah. That's yeah. the one scene I've seen. Yeah. It's like, super long. They keep, yes. They, like they at one point like he like throws the card up his sleeve this way, shimmies it down like his pant leg, and kicks it to like Woody Harrelson. Yep. I'm like, no. Or it's in Woody Harrelson's sleeve, and he yanks a thread on the other side of his body, and, and that it pulls, pulls it through card. his jacket. <sighs> oh. It's such a weird scene. Woody Harrelson playing Woody Harrelson's twin brother, too. With a weird accent. With a weird accent. Like Landfill in Beer Fest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. Although he had different hair in this. Landfill okay. looks exactly the same. <laughs> I think that was one of the... I, I love that bit in Beer Fest. It's very good. <laughs> he dies and he just comes back with a different name. So good. Okay, so... Two more movies to go. Two more movies yeah. to go. I watched The American President. I love that movie. I know. <laughs> it's really good. It's very I really good. liked it. That's the one where the president's a widower, right? Yes. Yes. Michael Douglas Michael in the Douglas. most likable role I've ever seen Michael Douglas play. Because yep. I don't often like him in movies. Like, he's good, but I don't like his character most of the time. Did you watch West Wing? No. Okay. Because this... This is a Sorkin, and I love Sorkin, and he wrote that, so I'm sure. Is he likable in that? Is it like this? So Michael Douglas isn't in West Wing. Oh, he's not in. Okay. But um, I know Martin Sheen. Is. Martin Sheen, who plays the, it's the advisor. He's like the, his yeah, best, He's his best friend. Chief he's of staff. staff. Chief of staff. That's yep, it. That's it. Yes, is the president in West Wing, and Michael J. Fox's character is like a carbon copy. And West Wing is Bradley Whitford's character. Like it's the same spunk and all that. I love Michael J. Fox in American President. Also, I never think of him in the movie game. It's because he's in like. Three movies we've all heard of. Yes. But, yeah, I love The American President so much. It's good. I got to rent it for 99 cents, so I was in. And then the last thing I watched was, unfortunately, Phantom of the Opera, the one with Gerard Butler. That's Ooh. not very good I don't all. like musicals, and that movie's not good. I don't think that plays good. I don't... It, it is... It's highly respected as, like, one of the greatest plays ever. Everybody always knows about it. I never have enjoyed any iteration I've ever watched of it. Is Emmy Rossum in that? Yes. Okay. I made a great joke watching it. I said that Phantom of the Opera was like the world's first catfish. <laughs> Pretty much. Kind of, yeah. I was happy with it. It's Got a good it. joke. I like Honestly. It. Stealing it. No! <laughs> you can borrow it. You can't keep it. <laughs> I'll pass it along. Good. Paid forward. That's another movie I didn't watch. You've never seen it? I've seen it. I just didn't watch it this week. Did you cry? I think you have to. I want to say I did, but I honestly don't remember. It was so long ago. Candlelight Vigil at the end? Come on, guys. I'm not saying I don't get choked up, but I don't... I remember almost nothing about it. Flowing. (laughs) I believe it. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for The Boondock Saints. Woo! Which came out in 1999. Rated R, one hour and 48 minutes long. Directed by Troy Duffy. It stars Willem Dafoe, Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reedus, David Delarocco, Billy Connolly, Bob Marley. Not that Bob Marley, a different one. And then other people I didn't continue to list. Budget, six million dollars. All right, honor system. Did anybody look up how much this movie made? No. Guess how much it made. $3 million. $6 million. $30,471. Guess it wasn't a wide release. That's it. Not a wide release. 
I hope not. Otherwise, that's the worst movie bomb ever. So it's certainly, it certainly, it couldn't have been. Otherwise, that would be a trivia question we would all know the answer to. I would really like to know how much the movie has made at this point. Through sales and everything? Yeah. I'll probably... I have to imagine a lot substantially more. more than that, but... Well, substantially more than budget. Like, it's got to have... Well, I don't know about budget, but it's definitely outgrossed its movie. Oh, money. yeah, definitely. That was crazy for me to learn. And mm. on to other things that are crazy. How about the disparity in these scores? Am I right, Holy guys? Holy crap. Rotten Tomatoes coming in at 22%. That's... Say whatever you want. Fucking wrong. Yes. The audience agrees with you, putting it at a 91%. Much closer. IMDb 7.8 out of 10, Metacritic 44, and a user score on Metacritic of 7.7. Those are the movie facts for the Boondock Saints. Let's get into our general spoiler-free thoughts. Sequel wants to share something with us. $50 million, $50 million in domestic sales. Sales. That's, sales. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, to put it into perspective, they made the second one. Two, with a budget that was two million dollars more than this, so eight million, and in the theaters it made ten point six. Right. Well, I had a cult following at that point. Yeah. And that movie's garbage. But yeah. we're not here to talk about that. One day. You really? Why not? <laughs> I, I don't kind of hope to never watch the sequel again. There's one scene in that I really like. We'll talk cool. about it sure. after. All right. General thoughts time. Spoiler free as always. We're gonna let you know what we thought about the movie. Corey, what do you think about the movie? I fucking love this movie. What? This movie is incredible. I remember um, watching it for the first time, and I think I didn't... What what year did it come out? 99. Same year as The Matrix. Okay, good. I don't think I saw this movie till I was in college. I think it was 2006 when I first saw this movie. And since then, I legitimately have lost count of how many times I've seen it. It was a movie for a while that, like, whenever I was just like, I need to throw a movie on, this is what went on. I think that... It's a fun story. I think that the main character's acting is awesome. I think it's an interesting take on a bunch of different genres. I, I just think this thing is great from top to bottom. Sequel, what about, what about you? I saw this movie as a sophomore in high school. I think I've purchased this movie more than any other movie. Just DVD copies that have been worn out and... It's always on sale. There's been a bunch of different steel books that came out with cool cover art. This movie's a lot of fun. It's it's fantastic. It's thought provoking. Stylistically, I love it. They do a lot of creative things that we're gonna get into, and it's 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 incredible. Twenty two percent. Come on. <laughs> and the ratings for the if you look at the reviews, most of them are within the past ten years. So it's this movie's. A cult classic, and people can upload a review to Rotten Tomatoes whenever they want. How do you hate on it? I don't understand whatsoever. Unless you're like really like uber Christian, you know, which is not a bad thing. But if it offends you in any way, and you want to put a bad review, you're certainly entitled to. But the reviews on there are just flat out wrong. I just disagree with them. I'm sorry. This is ah, uh, the audience score at 91 is. On the money. On the money. That floored me when I looked that up. I know it did, because uh, he used all caps in the group chat. Oh, I yeah. did. Is there, like, Face Off has, like, over a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. That, what? <laughs> Face Off's a great film. We're not talking about this. No. No, 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 no. I don't even remember if I feel that way, actually, or not. I haven't seen it in a while. 
I'm gonna fall somewhere between you guys and the critics. Much closer to you guys, don't worry. But I understand why someone would be a little bit down on this movie, because it feels dated stylistically. I love a lot of things I do with the movie. There are a couple of things about the movie technically that I don't think are great, and it shows, but I still have a bunch of fun watching it. I think I saw it for the first time in like 03 or 04. I've probably seen it around 10 times, something like that. I've only owned the one copy, although it was a DVD and it's like a full screen DVD copy, so I watched it on a widescreen TV. Ooh. It looked horrible. I'm not judging it on that. That's, that's probably a good call. That was uh, that was a bad movie watching experience. <laughs> I'm like, good thing I already know I like this movie. And those are our general thoughts about the Boondock Saints. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling it, so if you haven't seen it yet, go grab a frozen dessert of your choice, throw it on. It's not streaming on anything. But you can probably find it in a bargain bin for $4.99. Sure can. And you won't regret that purchase. At least hopefully not. We're going to spoil the Boondock Saints starting right now. I'm going to start off with my gripe and the one thing I don't like about this movie. And I think that it's a lot of the secondary characters' performances are terrible. There are not a lot of great actors in this. It's overacted. It There's one silly. great actor in this movie. I think there's... Three. There's one, in my opinion. I, I think th- I think the brothers are just fine. Exactly, just fine. Like, they're they're good enough. Yeah. I mean, Willem Dafoe is obviously the best yeah, he's actor the, in this. But, like... By far. Like, Yacovetti uh, or Yacovetta, what... The crime boss? Yeah, the crime Papa boss. Papa Joe? Papa Joe. F- I hate I hate his performance. I really do. The when when he's sitting in court and they're saying, "Look at the charisma he has." I'm like, "What are they seeing?" <laughs> yeah, I love what they're seeing. They also repeat lines a lot in this. Like that scene in particular, he's like, "Look at the charisma. He's gonna get off." Thirty seconds ago, you just said he's gonna walk. Like you don't gotta say it again. Again, the writing in the movie not not stellar for the dialogue. Certain scenes. Yeah, I'm playing do. devil's advocate here. Yeah. It's a gra- I yes. love the movie. But, oh yeah. Like, it's if, not without its flaws. The more I've seen it, the more that those little things have come into the forefront for me. Like I remember seeing it for like the first like the first couple times I watched it, I was like, this movie's just fucking perfect. This is the greatest movie ever. And the more I've seen it, the more I've been like, that's not a that's not a great performance. Most of the performances are bad. Tonality it fits. Yeah. Like if it it's not one bad performance stands out more than any other. Mm-hmm. It's just mushed together. And it, it just works to, to, to go along with the tone that they set forth in a movie. The way that I would describe it is, like, theatrical. Like, it's it's that overacting that's, like, great for, like, a theater and doesn't always translate very well onto the screen. I don't think anybody really overacts in this. I feel like they're just not that good at acting. I think that when you have a police chief come in out of nowhere, listen, we gotta do this by the books. <laughs> they're mob guys. Like, I just All right, okay, like, yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah. A couple people overact, the, you're right. The, the Irish cops, too, they're, they're going hardcore. Yeah. Like, I'm acting, I'm in a movie, I, I'm never going to be in another see, one. See, I'm saying that that's just being bad at acting and not overacting necessarily. I just... Any, any it's a little column A, little column B, if sure. I can take a page from a quote from your book, Corey. That's yeah. perfectly fine. It's one of my favorite sayings. The way that they constantly cut away and show us how should I describe this whenever Willem Dafoe's character has to figure out what happened in a scene where they like jump past it 
and then he figures it out, and then they go back and show us what happened. That's my favorite aspect it is, of this movie. Yes, the it's awesome. greatest choice. I love it. it well, he's a so crime well. scene investigator. This and is what's good. going on in his head. And, so he, and he's great perfect. at it. Yes, and he's, he's the so, best. He he's done it three times, except that one time when he didn't realize the Duke was just one guy with six guns. Oh, the Duke was smart and moved. But the the I think what I like about it is that like the first time, or I guess the first two times he does it, and then that third one happens, and like. They're showing you, and he's, like, coming out the other way. It's as if he's, like, in it. Like, they're moving around him. I thought that was such a cool choice. Yeah, such that's a awesome. good way to, like... It's great. He's in the street firing his gun, yes. actually. <laughs> yep. Like a fucking Screaming, crazy person. Shooting his gun off in the there air. There was a firefight! That's the most famous line in the movie, I yes. think, right? It's the what? Most, most famous, famous line in the movie, movie. yes. 100%. I don't know that it's the most famous scene, though. No, just just him yelling. There yeah. was a... Because I've heard that quoted so many times yeah. out of context. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it while playing video games. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. I love and I love that scene. I like the fact that like you can see Willem Dafoe like slowly like devolve into madness as he's like describing what happens. Like he's super calm, and then eventually his jacket comes off. And then by the there was a firefight scene. One half of his shirt's untucked, his tie is down to his like stomach. I'm like, what happened to and you? This time around, watching it, I don't know if he's actually doing that in the street. I'm assuming he's not. But when they cut back to him when he's talking to the other cops, he is sweaty. His shirt's still undone, mm-hmm. and his tie's like a mess, and his hair is all over the place. Yeah, I, I think doubt he's actually he, doing it. I doubt he's firing his gun in the, <laughs> in the middle of the street. I feel though. like they're showing us that for a reason that he's actually doing it. Then yeah. that is a little much. It, it was definitely a little much. <laughs> well, he's getting Getting frustrated. Yeah. Oh man. But like, and, and even just every time he gets to a scene, he slowly gets angrier and angrier. Like the first one, he just gets boom done, no biggie. And then uh, he gets to the strip club, and he gets pretty angry and starts walking away. He gets to the diner, and that's the first like fuck outbreak that we get from Willem Dafoe in this. And then every other scene, like it just gets. He's devolving into madness, and I fucking love it. He's getting angry because he can see what happened. For the most part, it's size of the one gun versus six, one person, six gun, six person, one gun. Yeah. His, his theory on why it happens is totally wrong every time, and it doesn't make sense going from the next scene to the next scene. Well, we get to the first big killing that the Saints do. The hotel room. The hotel room with the Russians. And... He puts his theory on the table that it's the first international mob war. Right. It's the Italians taking out the Russians. Yes. And the thing is, he's now using that as the building block for all of the crime scenes related to the mob that they continue to follow. What's crazy is he's right because they were kind of, I mean, yeah, they were setting Rocco up, but they were trying to do that. Yes. Yes. But again, it's just like, but you go into the titty bar scene. And <laughs> it's just funny that you just casually and the titty bar scene, and, and that's when it starts to crumble for him. He's like, "So this is big time. These two are just regular street scum." Happen to be there. Yeah, we got ourselves a cowboy. Wyatt Earp, motherfucker. <laughs> Wyatt fucking Earp. I also, I don't know if it was an accident or if it was lazy writing. Or I don't know. How a man named David Della Rocco got cast as a man named David Della Rocco. 
he probably couldn't respond to any other names. And he I just rewrote just it? He that. might have been a driving force behind like the creative of the movie also. It's very could've possible. I, I, I have to assume so. I want to see if he's been in anything else. Because I want to say he's he hasn't. The, he's in the second one. Well, eh. But he dies in this one. Yeah, so he's, in, he's just like a ghost narrator. Yep. On like the ice at the Boston Hockey Stadium. <laughs> Boston Garden. I remember so little about the second movie, and I prefer it that way. I, I actually don't hate the second movie that much. It's really not good. Of course it's not good, but... It had no chance of being good. No, they made it ten years... It, I think that's what I blame for all these movies getting like remade and like getting long sequels afterwards, because ten years later, they decided to make Boondock Saints 2, and then all these dominoes started to fall. So, in defense of that, they made $15 million domestically in sales, like... And it sets up so nicely for a second one. So they just kind of gave the people what they wanted. I'm the- not saying that they shouldn't have made it. I'm saying I blame this movie for like starting the wave of yeah. the long-time sequels. The cult, that was, like, the cult following that Boondock Saints have wanted that sequel so bad. And it took us 10 years to get it. And we got it. And we got another Troy Duffy film. And based solely on this movie, I knew going into it that he's not exactly a particularly phenomenal writer so what like whatever he he went over the i mean he went so over the top with it though if they got willem dafoe back it would have done he was in it yeah but he wasn't in a lot of it he was at the end oh okay it was just more of a hey look at me cameo this is what you wanted right yeah i wanted you i wanted you to you know i wanted yeah i wanted (laughs) act in this movie and help it because it needed you yeah I, i would have liked smecker back yeah Smeckers off. I will say, the one strike on Willem Dafoe's acting is the drunk scene. He's in the confessional booth. It's not so much. It's before. It's from the bar to the confessional booth. Like the way he's running, like a fucking weirdo. He's like head down, crunched over, like running like a ninja in Naruto. Just like I fucking hate the Naruto run. <laughs> it's weird. I'm a, little, I'm a little offended that you brought that up he, in my presence. I'm a little offended that it was such a weird drunk acting scene. Fair enough. I love him at the bar though. I like him at the bar, I like him in the confessional. The time in between, he just looks really stupid. He does this weird fall out of the bar that apparently is underground. Like, he's walking up a set of stairs from the bar and, like, falls flat on his face and the fall's weird, too. Like, a gay bar in Boston probably would be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not going to be... But, like, if you look at the first... (laughs) But when you look at him in the bar, like, it looks like this fancy-ass place that, like, is, like, on a main strip somewhere. It doesn't... Look like that room would be underground at all. But again, that's Perhaps. kind of irrelevant. I'm not going to penalize the movie for that one. No. Maybe I'm not, I know you're not I. either. Don't worry. But no one thinks that. The thing, if, I, if there's a negative about this movie, is how haphazardly they just fall into everything. Like, the Russian thing kind of falls into their lap. Yep. The... Um, it makes sense. It it, it does make it does yeah. make sense. I'm, I'm fine with that. But then going forward, like going back to the titty bar scene. Yep. Do you think ethically they should have killed the other two people? Are they doing? They don't know who they are. They're assuming they're bad guys. No, they, they they do know who they are. They they make they they say that I've been wanting to kill this fucker for a while. Like as if they knew who these people were. Yeah, and they're like surprised to see who it is, and that they don't show uh, us. Okay, them, all right, they, they do throw so a they, they look in there. Yeah. They look for the people. All right, yeah. Because if that's just a guy, you know, 
Yeah, just <laughs> at, at, yeah. It was just a guy going to yeah. a, a, a club like that, and you kill him because he's there. Then that's right. that's not okay. That line makes more sense. I though. actually also that wouldn't fit with their mo at all. Like that would right. ruin the whole rest of the movie, basically. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, we have this really really cool moment after Rocco comes back from the diner, and he like tells him to stop in front of. I think it's literally called the Sin Bin. Is the yes. name of, is the name of the place, and. You get like the outburst. Me, I know everybody. I know their names. I know where they live. I'm the guy. I'm, I know they're fucking. We could kill everyone. everyone. I like that line too. Strangely <laughs> comfortable with it. Like I love that moment. Mm-hmm. But when I sit down and think about it for more than like thirty seconds, I'm like, this is not good. Anytime Rocco has like a grudge. Oh, he's a wild card, and he's just the worst. But like anytime he has a grudge, like. For all we know, that dude, like, the the dude, the, the hitman that they go after might not have been a bad guy at all. He may have just, Rocco may have just owed him money. Well, he's... No, he's he, bad. Oh, he, he is. I'm just saying in, in... He's a hitman for the mob. Who kills women and children. We assume that Rocco's telling the truth. Well, he's clearly a hitman. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying in this situation it's not the okay. case. I'm just saying... Let's say everything had gone according to plan, and they kept doing it, and they kept following Rocco's instructions. Out, if they if they didn't know Paul Smecker, if they had not met Willem Dafoe, and Rocco was like, "Oh, I know this is a dirty cop with the FBI. He's working for the mob." They probably would have done got, gone and killed him. I think that's out of Rocco's character, though. Maybe. I, don't know. I find the whole thing weird that he's also like trying to move up in the mob, and all of a sudden he's angry that. You know, the mob are bad people. No, he was like mad that the mob tried been... to kill him. No, I know that, but I mean, he jumps on board with the killing the evil people thing. It was like, you were on your way to becoming an evil person, and you haven't really decided to change your tune until they tried to have you killed. Yeah, I it, mean... It's a weird point for me. A lot happen, A lot happens in that night. When they're sitting around the table drinking, which... I forgot about the cat. One of my favorite scenes. Actually, I oh, I, I, can't, I can't, can't forget about the cat. <laughs> I remember... Like, it, all right, this happens. Is it dead? <laughs> is, it, is it dead? Yeah, Rocco. <laughs> my, my friend who pushed me to actually start watching, to watch this movie, he had been telling me about it for like two years. like, you gotta watch the movie, you gotta watch the movie. So I finally get around to watching it. And every time he would bring it up, he'd be like... Just wait for the cat. I'm like, all right. I didn't know. Like, all he would say is just like, just wait for the cat. So I'm watching the movie for the first time, and it happens. He hits the table, the gun goes off, and just the cat just explodes on the wall. I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> and then the next for the next line to be, is it dead? <laughs> so good. I can't believe that just fucking happened. Huge, not flaw with this movie. But something that they really didn't do very well, introducing us to the Murphy's Brothers' first names. I feel like I spent years just knowing them as the Murphy Brothers, not realizing, or um, the McManus Brothers. Yeah, because one, one, one of their first Murph. names is Murphy. Yeah, Murph. Murphy. It's Connor and Murphy. Norman, yeah, yeah, Norman Reedus is Murph. But, like, you only get their names, their first names, in the opening sequence. He... Uh, he In the confessional, he calls him Connor yeah. when he's going to... when. He's holding the gun to Rocco's head. He's like, no, you're not going to do it. You love me, Connor. Yep. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that's not something that... They don't do it often. And he said, and he, Connor calls Murphy Murph a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot. 
He says it fast, but he's like, Murph, and... He says Murph, like, when he's getting dragged out. This is, like, the first time they say Murph. I think they say each other's names when they're discussing in the car with if they're comfortable with it. When he, Rocco's like, I know oh, all the they? people. Yep. Yeah. I always... I, I don't know, maybe it's just... They're just so quick little, like, blurts of the first name that I just... I always miss them. They don't put a lot of emphasis on no. it, so I could understand movie, if you missed it. For a movie that constantly, like, stops and does, like the typewriter text under people's, like, names to give them, like, the brief dossier to not really know. <laughs> to easily miss the name of the two main characters is just an interesting choice. I'm assuming none of you have read the comic. I have nope. not. Neither have I. I really hope it goes into their backstory. I don't want to see that in a movie, but I would like to read it. I so love... Just, just these storyboards or something. I just love how incredibly mysterious of a characters they are. Like, they get up and they go right up to the cross, like while the guy's preaching and the Monsignor from like across town is there and he's like get, about to get up and say something and the other guy's like no 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 just just let him be just I'm let pretty him sure be. Connor has super strength apparently but to lift the toilet lift the toilet and I think he does one other thing that's like crazy so I get it adrenaline's a hell of a thing yeah. but like yeah but I mean you don't really need that much I mean it's an illegal shitty apartment bolt it down bolt it down but if those if those things are even a little bit rusty you're gonna rip those right off Breaking the seal, like, they do make it seem like it's, like, hard wire, hard plumbed in, though. Like, it looks like it's hard plumbed in. Either way, it would not be easy. And he's carrying it like it's nothing. <laughs> he's just like, I'm just gonna go casually drop this off the roof. Good thing they went... Compensating for wind and drop. <laughs> Good thing they went... Good thing they went to the alley to shoot his brother. Otherwise, damn, yeah. the roof for no reason. <laughs> it's like he knew that. Oh. You're not going to do it in front of the building. You're going to get at least some cover. Dude, you can do it right there in yeah, the I'm apartment. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do it in the yeah, apartment. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do it in the apartment, honestly. So. The script's a little iffy. Yeah. Like, For sure. It's a great movie, but it makes weird choices. It, it makes a lot there's of weird flaws. choices. This is a classic yeah. case that there's movies with flaws, but everything else is so enjoyable, you just ignore it and go. Yep. You know what it is? It's like, you see that flaw, but then you remember what happened leading up to it, and you're just like, you know what? I'm cool. Like the bar fight, like the whole Chekhov bar fight thing is awesome. The interrogation scene, like the not interrogation interrogation scene, such a good, such a good scene. Yeah. Like them, like going back and forth speaking. I think they spoke like seven or eight different languages last time I counted. I think it was like four. I think it was German, French, Italian, Spanish, and Spanish. English. I think that's it. Well, anyway, oh, okay, five. Okay. <laughs> no, I did. Wait, did they speak in Irish? Yeah, I, I didn't hear any Gaelic. All right, it's Gaelic. So it's Russian, German. Actually, I don't know if they said did German. It might have just been Russian. No, because he says <laughs> it's German. Ah, uh, five or six. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of different languages. It's a lot. Yeah, which is cool. But like them going back and forth is, is a fun moment. I mean, it's the three best char- like actors in the movie. Yeah. And seen by themselves. Which doesn't happen often. Does not. I think it's the only time. I think so. And if you want to count by the themselves? phone call, but Rocco's in it, that scene. It's the only time by themselves. Yeah. Can, can they stay over? I don't know. Can your friends stay over? It's fine you have with to, me. You have to ask yeah, your mother, mother but I it's don't... perfect with me if your friends stay over. Yeah. The self-hating... Uh, I... I don't think he's self-hating. I think uh, it's just... Not self-hating, but he, d- he does not like gay people. No, he doesn't. Um, this movie would not fucking fly today. 
No, no absolutely. You could not. You not. could not make Smacker the way. That might also is. be what contributed <sighs> to the because you said the critic scores are re- more recent. Yeah, like it's within the last definitely. ten years, so that definitely hurts this movie. Yeah. The whole way it's framed. What was I? I don't remember what I was watching. It actually may have been Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they made a reference to this movie. And he was like, "It's only transphobic at the end." And I was like, "Well, it is a little transphobic, I guess." Yeah. What is your guys' favorite killing? Favorite killing? Which one of the which one of the killings do you think is the best? Favorite killing, probably the hotel room with the Russian guys. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that too. The rope coming into play perfectly. The fact that they just accidentally stumble through the ceiling at but just the right spot. Is it accidental or is it divine? Because they are on a mission from God, and it... <laughs> I think I think it's divine. I, yeah, and I mean it's definitely the, divine the way the rope just spins them. Yeah. Like and they're they getting a Punisher war zone. And the, yeah, oh my God. they have no idea where they are in that vent. Yep, and like yep, and I mean they get eight perfect shots to kill eight guys yep. without one of them getting a shot on them, and it's not until they bring the not so saintly Rocco into the pl- into the picture that they start having major issues at one of the one of their kills. Um, All their kills from that point. Yeah, things go haywire. Kinda. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I think that the hotel is definitely definitely the best one. And I, it, just the at, like the afterwards is great too. Like them, the like us discovering that they put pennies in the eyes. Um, what's the symbology? Yeah, what's the symbology there? Symbolism. The symbolism. Looks like Duffy relinquished his bonehead crown. <laughs> I might just want a bagel with my, my coffee. coffee. <laughs> Freud was right. Twist of lemon, sweet and low. Uh, cafe latte with a twist of lemon? I don't think that's going to be very good. Probably not. No, it sounds no. gross. It sounds, it sounds really awful. gross. Egg bagel. Cream cheese. <laughs> I love... I... And then, uh, I think they're eating the bagel. Yeah. And yeah. The inter- I think Mer- uh, Connor's eating the bagel in the it interrogation. It's a bagel or a donut. It's either it a bagel or a donut. donut. I, probably, I think it was a donut because it's a box of donuts on the table. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah. But... What's really funny is that the dude has had he he only has one really really bad theory. The big ser- like the serial crusher theory is awful. Yes. Everything he says past that is actually pretty good cop work. Ex- except for He doesn't really say that much after. No, he he, he gets the six gun one guy thing, but he's just fucking around at that point. I don't Well, he's an idiot. Yeah. So he's But like what I mean is like he um when he's giving the description, granted he's way off base, but he's like, these guys are miles away by now. Anything with a uniform or flashing blue lights is going to spook them. Yeah. You might as well drive a, drive a potato down, down the street to South Boston. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming out. Like, that is, honestly, that's really probably in 90% of the cases of something like this, exactly what you're looking at. Probably, sure. but, he's, but in the context of the movie. In the context of the movie, he's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like always. <laughs> Except that one time. He shot him at a downward, downward angle. angle. <laughs> <laughs> what, watching, what does it mean? Uh, he shot him at a downward angle. <laughs> watching, watching all of the cops react to uh, Smacker, like, taking blood-covered hands and, like, putting yeah. it in his own hair. It's like, ugh. Gross. Um, there's a, for each one of the um, crime scene investigation scenes, there's a little bit of a lead-in to him investigating and figuring out. Up until the killing at the hitman's house, where you just cut to him and goes, "Okay, here's what happened." <laughs> like we're beyond this. Yeah. 
Well, even like and and like their reactions, yep. their reactions to, to flip the notebook open and start taking yep. notes to be like, how is he figuring out all of this stuff? Because they're actually starting to realize that if they want to be any better, they have to. They have to learn from. They this, have to learn this from man. this dude. Like he's too good. Well, can't find the other casing. Check under the body. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> How'd you know? Liquid paraffin came up positive. And bullet holes are a good clue. That's the one. I was like, yeah, bullet holes. How did the regular cops not see the fucking bullet hole? They didn't hole? check the alley. But there was one in the dumpster. He uh, drops, yeah. he drops the, the, the toilet, hits the guy in the head, yeah, and that gun goes off into the yeah. dumpster. So these two guys are beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> ooh, oh, ooh, oh. <laughs> I like that. Where are you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. I use that one a lot. Yeah, just <laughs> He puts the... Uh, like the breath spray on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I get this is pretty big. I can see a lot of these cases. <laughs> oh, a serial crusher theory. Top-notch work. Uh, good times. And now we get to the saying, the phrase that they say right before they all. Oh, the guy. prayer. The prayer. Love the prayer. The prayer's fine. Yeah. I thought the prayer got blown up too much pop culturally yeah. and on Hot Topic t-shirts. It so the really prayer did. has lost luster. I somehow missed this trend, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, um, It definitely did. The cult following that was Boondock Saints put that on t-shirts and everybody wore them. I feel like it's the it's the Latin on their hands that got like blown that, up the most. Veritas and the Equitas. Mm-hmm. Definitely did too. Yeah. That would be a front of a t-shirt and yeah, the back yeah. would have the full prayer. Oh, the full... Yeah. Wow, people yeah. are going to bump into you. That's a long shirt to read. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. But you know it right away. <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's. I think it's... Was it Truth and Justice are the, are the yeah, words? Yeah. Yes. That's my second least favorite Hot Topic shirt. What's your first favorite? First least favorite? My least favorite Hot Topic That's the shirt. That, that, that would have been a better way to say it. <laughs> There's a shirt where it has Al Pacino's Scarface character <sighs> on it. I already support this decision with yep. in the background is the italian flag oh my god it's a cuban character yeah it bothers the crap out of me every single time can't stand it uh, honestly that's um, amazing actually i'm very i'm very john mulaney when it comes to my feelings towards scarface do you guys remember that bit that he did no no so he did he's like i always get really annoyed when people when i ask somebody what like what or if somebody comes up to me, me and he's like and is like i like mob movies like Godfather and Scarface. Okay, hold on. That's like me saying I like shrimp and salads. Like <laughs> they're not comparable. One is really good. One is actually pretty bad and just as like a cultural phenomenon. Speaking of Scarface, I, I can talk I for days Scarface about Scarface. Bad, but it, but it's not nearly like it should not be put into like a comparison with The Godfather. Is what he's saying. I don't get the Scarface hype, but. I don't like Scarface. It's a discussion for another time. It is. So. Want to do favorite, least favorite? Yes. Let's do it. We probably should. My favorite scene in this movie, and I almost forgot about it. Like, as I was watching, I was like, uh, this might be my favorite scene. And then it happened. I'm like, nope, nope. This will forever be my favorite scene. When they go in to kill Papa Joe, that speech they give is a, I love that moment. This is that's my least favorite scene in the whole movie. Get the fuck it's out awfully here. written. The court the courtroom scene? Yeah, the courtroom speech. I love that speech. It's so it's so over the top theatrical. That's and, and just like they're yelling and I don't understand half the words they're saying. Oh, I don't like that scene. I love that scene. <laughs> I love end. it. 
Okay, favorite for me is the first um, Smecker um, investigation where he's listening to the opera and he's really getting into it. It is a beautiful scene. Super, super supportive of that. You are discovering things as he is discovering things where no one else is discovering anything. The moment that he snaps out of it. He Where's... actually snaps out of it. Okay. Like, I, like, the fact that, like, you watch him get into it, you kind of get into it, and then you see him start to move like this as he's walking back, and then he realizes he's walking back to other cops, and he, like, has to, like, shake his head and snap out of it. Like, that is so... Mo- like, I 100% support you on that. Joe, what's your favorite? My favorite part is Rocco finding out that the brothers are the saints. Just because <laughs> that's stuff. <laughs> that's so how someone would react, especially a person like him. Yeah. Certainly illustrates the diversity of the word. <laughs> All right, so your least favorite is my favorite. Yep. Uh, it's we written, urge you. It's lesser, written like garbage. We urge you lesser forms of filth not to push the bounds and cross into true corruption into our domain. For if you do, okay, one day you will turn around, you will see we three, and you will reap it. That is awesome. I don't care for how it's written. There is. People as- don't talk like that. There's an aspect of that moment I do not care for. The fact that he makes him turn off the camera and then gives a speech, because that that's dumb. If you're coming and announcing yourself to the world, wouldn't you want the cameras on? No, you won't. You would want those people to know and those people to share, like okay. a word of mouth. Very, and then why do you very, make such a theatrical speech? Because it's, it's very biblical. It is very biblical. It's very... That's because like, they preach to the masses, and then the masses told their stories. Okay. Yep. That's fine. I don't like that... All the other cops are involved in the um, setup. I w- I'm cool with Smacker being there and, and um, helping them along. I don't want the Boston cops in there at all. Because Smacker would have to convince them to break the law. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I can see him doing it. I can't see the rest of them doing it. I just can't. Which, of course, comes back to bite them immediately at the start of the, uh, the second one. Yes. The first thing they do is all three of them in a room freaking the fuck out because mm-hmm. they're accessories to murder. Yep. We did a really good job at not bringing up the second one a lot. Yeah, that's probably for the best. No yeah. one needs to know. Did you guys do your least favorites? Um, no. I don't no. think so. Yeah. Least favorite? Okay. My least favorite is the plan to go to Papa Joe's house and kill him. Because they have to assume that the Duke is working for him. And that he's eventually going to show up there. And that Papa Joe probably has an army of people and they're all expecting them. Like, they get everything right up until that point. They have the element of surprise up until that point. Then they just make a stupid, stupid move. And I don't get why. Yeah, it's really weird that they choose to do... It's Rocco's fault. Yeah. I would imagine. It's really weird that they choose to do a bunch of... Like, they slowly work themselves up the ladder. And then they jump from, like, an underboss to... The head of the crime family. Exactly. And you can't just... And walk... they've already been making waves. Like, well, it's because everybody's on high Rocco to death. That's why. Right, but I don't think Rocco is... So Rocco's leading them to filth and vermin on the street that they can kill. Like, to, to get started. Everybody probably knows this guy is the head of the mob family. They don't need Rocco for that. And Rocco could be like, alright, let's go after the head now. They could be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, they could. I'm just saying, it's... I don't think without him... Like whispering in their ear, I don't even think I don't think they would have done this. At least not then. I don't know that they go after the Italian mob, right? Like they know that Rocco works for them. They know that it's Rocco's employer, so they're probably going to leave him alone. The only reason they go after the Russian mob is because the Russian mob tries to shut down their favorite bar, essentially. Right. That's just like, a, that's, that's just a bar fight. 
Yeah. That escalated, and right? Then, and then they try to kill me. Then then they know. get the pager, and they like, okay, we can do this now. Also, I want to bring up the armory that they go to. That's sure. why I'm really interested in their backstory. How the hell do they know that was there? And like, <laughs> they have to have some sort of training it's, it's connection some, to or something. They just, they just knew somebody. They met him in a bar. They they found out that he's. Got that stuff, and I wonder because they burn the money. But the the, the like take whatever you want. Yeah, but like the to, I I kind of agree because there's definitely something about like knowing that that's there, like being able to just literally do whatever you want when you go into a church, like takes balls. Like they have to have some sort of reputation as something, and I just I don't know what it is. And that guy's clearly it's an underground thing, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not filling out permits or anything, so he's a bad guy by definition, right? Yeah. So what they're trying to do. I mean, they're getting weapons to take out the vermin, and they're getting it from a bad guy. I doubt this guy's sole business is, okay, I'm going to sell weapons to people that are going to go kill bad people. I only I sell these weapons to children, <laughs> yeah. women and children. No, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty like, it's almost obvious that the dude's part of, like, the I'm, IRA or I'm, something like yeah, that, Yeah, I'm right? curious about that dude. Like, is, yeah. is he part of the IRA? Like, perhaps? Are they fans of the IRA? Like, I don't know. Was there, like, is know. he part of, like, an Irish mob family that yeah. kind of got pushed out when the Italians moved in? Like, there's all sorts of stuff. Lots of conflicting there's stuff. There's a yep. lot to investigate there. All right, my least favorite scene. God, this is tough for me. Probably, oh, God. I don't have a lot I don't like. There's a lot of just aspects of this movie that I generally am not as high on. And it's not, like, a moment. I think that any time I see somebody kind of overact in this, it just throws me for a loop. I'm like, ugh. Like you had so such a small thing to do, like the the chief of police. You have such a small role in this to fuck it up that badly. This was big ridiculous. break. It's big break. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him before. Maybe. So about, I'm, I I can't pick like a specific moment, um, but I will just go with the general, almost theatrical overacting that we get peppered throughout this and the side characters. I just don't like it. All right, I see you. Dig it. And I think that's our coverage for Boondock Saints. We should probably rate it. Let's do it. If you've never tuned in before, what we do is we rate every movie that we review with a number of infinity stones from one to six. If you give it six stones, you can also give it a gauntlet. Who knows? Sequel, you're up first. Incredibly enjoyable, extremely rewatchable. Five stones for me. Just misses a five and a half. It, is, it's, it has flaws. It's not a perfect movie. But it's just a really good time. And stylistically, the jumping back and forth between scenes, the criminal investigation aspect of it, Willem Dafoe's performance, five stones is appropriate. Corey, what do you think? This is realistically a five stone movie. There's no doubt in my mind it is a five stone movie. However, however, I love this movie so fucking much. I'm giving it so, you know how you kind of gave Fast Five that extra fifth stone because it was just so perfect? Sure did. Yep. It was yep. called Fast Five, so yep. I gave it five stones. Like it's deserved, a four, it's a, it's it deserved a, four. It deserved four, but you gave it the extra yep. one because of the, that. Your um, ratings do whatever hell you want. Yep. Exactly. I'm giving it, 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 it's definitely a five stone movie, but I'm personally giving it the sixth stone. I just love this movie so goddamn much. The framework of this movie is set up really well. It's got the good, good movie bones, I guess. There's some dumb stuff in there that I take exception to because I don't think it's done particularly well at times. So I think this movie is still going to sneak into five stones for me. It could have been better, obviously. It feels a little dated, but it's still a great time. I really like the Smecker telling us what happened. Like they just jump over the crimes and then come back to it. 
I love that style, so highly recommend if you haven't seen it. I've seen it a bunch of times. We all have. So I'm a, yeah, low five stone for me. I'm probably going to watch it again in the next month. Two things I want to throw in there. Surprise, Sean Patrick Flannery hasn't been in more things. Yes. He's he's such a better actor than Norman Reedus, yes. I think. Yeah, I I'm agree. surprised he also... Uh, he was in a movie called Powder. I don't know if you guys saw this about that, an, an albino yeah, teenager. Yeah, he plays Powder. That's He's Powder? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Blew my mind, too, when I looked this I've up. I've never seen mind. it, but I Powder. saw that he was listed as like being famous for oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you can't. I know he's albino in Powder, and it's but the accent. It's I I, I gotta watch that movie again. I don't think I've seen it since I saw it originally, and I remember liking it a lot. Also, honorable mention for favorite scene for me is the closing credits, interviewing the people on the streets. It's and the, fun, and the, and the conflicting views. That's yeah, fun. That this would dominate the news like oh, today, yeah. and people would be totally split. It would be the exact that part same. hasn't changed. Yep. That yeah. part is the only one of the few parts that ages particularly well. Although they do kind of force every major city down your throat. (laughs) They should be in every major city. Every major city. Every major city. Every major city. No, you can't say that because what if that... (laughs) Those are our scores for the Boondock Saints. If you've seen the Boondock Saints and want to let us know your favorite Latin phrase, you can send that in an email to zthpodcast.gmail.com. Boom. It just warms my heart when I see Joe do it too. Good. Send us your favorite Boondock Saints gif on Twitter at ZTH Podcast. If you were silly and foolish and tattooed those two um, Latin phrases on your hand, take a picture of those and send them over to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us in Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and in ES. Find us on iTunes or podcast app. Or the internet, but you can't really leave the review on the internet. But you can give us a five-star rating on the other two things. And if you want to leave a review, we'll read it on the episode of the podcast. And tell people about the show and subscribe. Let's just come on Monday. We'll send you the episode. The internet will just give it there. Put it there for you. Ready to go. we got two more listener request movies coming up. Next time... Oh, wait, no. Three more. I'm sorry. We have three more. That's my bad. Whoa. Next time is going to be RoboCop. The original, not the remake. 1987. Yes. The better version. Spoilers. We did the original, didn't we? Or the no, remake? No. We've talked about We've it. We've talked about we it. we talked about the remake? Oh, yeah. Okay. That movie Especially sucks. During oh, Suicide God. Squad. Awful. That may have been yeah. why I'm thinking. I, I remember being in this setting and talking about it. Makes perfect sense. Yep. And until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. The Boondock Saints is definitely someone's favorite movie, but it's a, definitely an audience member, not a critic. A uh, a younger <laughs> it was a younger Corey's favorite movie. Younger Corey fluctuated a lot. Yeah, Boondock Saints spawned. spawned. <laughs> All right, that's like super young Corey. I fucking loved that movie. You what sure a, did. What a fool I was. <laughs> what what a choice you made. I didn't see a lot of good movies when I was growing up, guys. And we will talk to you next time. Take care, everybody. Now you will receive us. That's what she said? Wait, no.